Thanks for tuning in to the Boiler Express podcast. Join us each week as we dive into all things Purdue sports. You'll hear in-depth analysis of our previous and upcoming games, as well as interviews with players and people involved in the Purdue sports fandom. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and YouTube for our live stream shows as well. Awesome. Well, what an awesome intro. Uh, brand new intro done by uh, yours truly, the 5 Ghost, or a.k.a. Chris. Um, welcome back, everybody, to the Boiler Express podcast. This is actually episode 10, um, so kind of a milestone for us um, as we progress on in, uh, in our time as a, as a podcast and a group. So um, we've got a really great episode for you today. We're going to be talking um, basketball, kind of a preview, um, and we've got uh, we've got our normal crew here. We've got myself, Damon, or the Ultimate Boiler. Uh, below me, we've got Big Ten Russ. We've got Chris, or 5-0 Ghost, right next to me, um, Frank, the Stat Tank. And special guest, um, two-time All-Big Ten defenses, Defensive Team uh, of the Year and uh, Big Ten uh, Defensive Player of the Year in 2015-16, Rafael Davis. We are super pumped to have you, Rafael. Thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. Before I talk to you. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, um, like I said, we're going to talk basketball. Um, we've all, we've each got a few questions for Ray. Um, and then we're going to wrap up with him and then we're going to talk a little bit about Iowa. So, uh, we've got a little bit of both football and basketball tonight. Um, and so hopefully you guys enjoy. Um, so tonight, like I said, we've got some questions for Ray D. Um, part of that being, uh, we're just each going to have a few questions to ask him and we're going to start with, uh, Frank. So Frank, take it away. Hey, uh, Ray, we really appreciate you joining again. And, um, you know, I was a season ticket holder through a lot of the, the time that you were playing for Purdue. Uh, one thing that kind of comes to mind when I think about you is the, uh, I think it was 2014, 2015 season. Uh, we kind of had some tough losses, home losses to North Florida, home loss to Gardner-Webb. And I think it was you who kind of helped turn things around. Um, I think you called a players-only meeting and kind of uh, kind of got things kick-started. Could you kind of talk us through that and what that was like for you? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, we lost. Yeah. Lost to North. No, we lost to Gardner like, like December twenty third, and we got to go or like home, but then we had to come back like the same like Christmas night. And I think we practiced or something like that. December, I I don't know I don't know for sure. So I would say December twenty sixth, and I think the opener was like, like that's when we started playing like right around New Year's. We play. Want to play Minnesota, and like those few days was the hardest days probably any do I would say, and just um you could feel like I like because we were in the league and you could, like we lost we went in um North Florida at Notre Dame I think in the crossroads, and then it was Gardner Webb at home. Get that that feeling again. And, of last of the, the year prior, and your newer guys didn't know what that felt like, and they were freshmen, so they just kind of, they just kind of the practices were tough, which means, and it's over for Christmas break, so, so together just naturally because it's Christmas break, nobody's on campus, and then when practice is hard, you just go for a while after practice, you know what I mean? So it's just one of those things where together before after practice and you just it's not, nothing real I don't know if or anything like that but it's uh, you just have some choice words and everybody you just make sure every, and, 
and it was more or less just a conversation. I don't know if I would call it the players meeting. Everybody gets to say so. So, so this is more like like a dictatorship meeting. And <laughs> season could go one or two ways at that moment, and I think during those um, like it was sick, man. Like if we were because we were about to play the Holl- it was Drake Hollins, and at that point in the season we had practice, and I don't know who came up with this, but he, he was the one on the guards, and and if you went for a pump fake, brothers, one they weren't brothers, but one of the they like to do pump face. One of them like to do pump face. So if you went for a run to the top of Mackey and come back, if you oh, went for if, that sounds brutal. If you went for a jab step, if you just like flinched a little bit, you had to recover or just you had to run to the top of Mackey. If you missed, if you turn the ball, you miss a free throw, top of Mackey. You airball a jump shot, top of Mackey. You miss a it was like one of the like sickest days you're gonna have. And Ooh. there's no during Christmas break. You can practice for however long you want to. So <laughs> that that's great for the young guys to go through that, for the older guys to start to feel that. But then also like Vince really stepped up in that moment. Isaac really turned the corner in those, those days. And big Tennessee season, we win a few. And we get going, and then after that, I think we went Minnesota first. I think we went to Penn State or something. We were losing, and it, like that's the game where they we foul, they foul up. We get a jail tip. Jail misses the free throw. We tip it to Kendall, makes it three in the corner. We end up winning. Yep. The, but at that halftime, I would say more than the thing, the meeting, I guess break the halftime. Of that Penn State game was like the real coming Purdue basketball that year. That was um like if mm. I, I would say if there was a moment like Paint didn't really have to say a word. Um, like he came in just like, like really going off on everybody, and it kind of was, was like we kind of everything went right. And that was the changing point. That's awesome. Well, that's, that's uh, interesting hearing that. Yeah. yeah, that's some that's some terrific insight. And you know, I remember that Minnesota game again. I was a season ticket holder then, and I remember it. You all were down at halftime, I think by double digits, and it looked like a, a different team came out in that second half. Like you all were no biz, like just pure business, no funny business. It was it was really impressive, <laughs> and you know that was kind of a, a monumental season. Uh, I thought, and it's really uh, really cool to get your your take on what actually went down there. And another thing, I think it was the previous season before the moment that stands out for me again, when I was a season ticket holder, um, Michigan had come to town. I think you were guarding Karis Levert and you actually got a five second count, um, which I believe has been done away with since. Um, but I uh, was wondering if you could kind of talk about that and, you know, how you went about that and what that meant for you. I know that was a big moment for you. Uh, so if you could no, talk that about was, that, that'd be great. That was um, the same season. That was the year I okay. won the defensive player. Um, we hadn't beat Michigan since I've been at Purdue. The year before, in my freshman year, was when um, they, they came into Mackey. They were like top five on the buzzer beater when G Rob hit the shot. Mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah. then we went to went to. I think they were still ranked. We could. We had a chance. Like we were right there with them at half, half time, and like they just couldn't be Michigan really. And also going into that year, like that was saying that yo, he's gonna be defensive player that year. So in, into that going into that year, Coach Brantley would all Coach Brantley's still there. Coach Brantley would always say, um, he would all just pick with me and just be like, yo. We're or who's gonna guard? He would especially he would say like guys like Karis Levert here. The freshman he'd be talking about um, D'Angelo Russell going into Ohio State. He would because that year real guards oriented league. If you just go put out a list and you go a little Tremble in Maryland, you go Yogi Ferrell and James Blackman at IU. There's that Valentine. Valentine. Karis Levert. Yeah. Fran yeah. Petway. Illinois had Wisconsin, Sam Decker, and like, every was, everybody had guard. Yeah, and it was they say uh, he would always say like, like if we got a freshman guard, those dudes it's gonna be, be tough. For, if y'all remember to start that season, we started in a two-three zone. Like everybody run a two-three. Why don't they do this? Do that? We actually did it. We had the zone coach that taught run Syracuse's two. Three came in, spent like a week with us running it. We Maui, we ran it all that in the exhibition in the first couple of games. We did it against Maui, uh, and they just Bruce Weber <laughs> tore it up. It was a wrap. <laughs> Marcus, it's like, and like I, I, I talked to Coach Weber because Coach Weber is with the Big Ten Network now. now. Like, he said Coach Katie was so sad to see us play a two-three zone. And an older guy being a leader, not my, my bad, but um, it, it was kind of like a pride thing. It was kind of like when Louis and I, he would call and make fun of us for running the 2-3. So when you get certain <laughs> guys coming into the ties that you understand what type of name they have, it just was more like a guys, not characters to the very specific, but Michigan guys could chatter a little bit, especially like certain things you remember. And we needed that game. It was a big game. I think it was a sad. Yeah, I just was one of those things where I just proved to not just myself, but my teammates was that like we. But no, it was um that was a uh, because I think I had like seven points that game, but I felt after the game, and that's the type of respect that Purdue fans and for the crowd will give you for those types. Yeah, they I remember. Mm-hmm. They I remember away. being at that game. That game was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that shit was stupid. I remember. I, actually, <laughs> I remember. I went to paint, and I say, "Yo, what's the point now?" He was like, "Ray, you should email the Big Ten. And I just didn't. I didn't understand. If you're dribbling, they're not counting it. But if you're holding it, they're counting it. And it just doesn't. It doesn't translate to the youth level." The referees don't understand it. It's <laughs> yeah, that was that was such a cool moment. You know, it was an especially cool moment to be there for. Um, you know, I think it, it speaks volumes about you know Purdue and the fans. The fact that the reaction was so huge to that. Um, it was yeah. you know not not something that was called incredibly often, uh, but something that was just so cool to to see in, in person and. 
I guess fast forwarding to, um, mm-hmm. you know, your senior year, uh, again, being a season ticket holder to this day, the best game I've ever seen in Mackey was 2016 when Michigan state mm-hmm. came to town. Um, mm-hmm. we knew it was going to be a good game. I knew you, you, uh, took particular offense to the fact that you hadn't beaten Michigan state in your career, uh, up through that point. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone listening knows you went five for five from three in that first half. The more impressive thing, at least in my opinion, was what you did on Brid Forbes that night. Uh, coming into that game, he had a four for eight from three, three for three, six for 10, eight for 10. Finished the season at like 49% from three. Um, wow. But that was one of the best, probably the best defensive performance I think I've ever seen in person. Um, mm-hmm. Could you talk about that game, maybe what it meant and what you did to, to lock down Bryn Forbes in that one? I would just more like, a, like a, again, it was just more like a, it's just like you, you see like the, <laughs> You just take personal, I guess. Like I get it yeah. when guys yeah. personal. It's a like, pride thing. Some guys that are just kind of like and Brent Ford makes a lot of money now. I give it to him. And <laughs> <laughs> now, but, but some guys just come off with a certain a certain toughness that you just want to check sometimes. And that's the <laughs> remember yeah. the very I love that. The very first player that game, the very first play I I remember this was the set the tone, and we and this is another thing too. In practice, paint will give me. Uh, I watch film film a lot to the point where, if a coach like Izzo, this happened that game, he called out a a party where to go. Like I'm saying the play too, so I watch practice a lot. I mean, I watch film and paint, paint under. He would let me bring my own type type of way to guard something in a certain scout. Coach Owens had a scout and he said, let's guard this this way. But I said, let's guard it. don't work, I go your way. But, but if it do work, <laughs> my way. And they gave me that type, that type of play of the game. I, we, we did that. And I got on top of one of their screens in his run <laughs> and he hit my sh- he hit my shoulder and like hit him right, right in the mouth. And like <laughs> that moment I had him. And then it was I knew where Michigan State ran a very offense. I knew, and I knew what the game meant to it. And I made some shots already. So, bit the energy is going. And at this moment, I felt like I took him out to find this after that, because sometimes everybody got a plan until you hit him in the mouth. But yep, Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's a Mike Tyson quote. Nice. The um, game was that game was um it meant a lot not just to me but even I think Biggie didn't talk that much Biggie didn't as a freshman Biggie didn't Biggie didn't say that many words committed to Michigan State and, and he didn't talk about the game nice. much Lee didn't say much about it but you just just knew it meant a di- different it meant a lot to me because I just at the state was mm-hmm. the team I just didn't like it. It wasn't IU, it was Michigan State. And I knew at the time he type of emotions. The team, everybody knew. So after that game, we went in that next day, walking on campus, we get a group text and it's Biggie. And Biggie goes, I whatever appreciate um Ray, your bark was your bite was finally bigger than your bark. And it was, <laughs> it, it was like one of those things where that game meant a lot to to everybody yep. in the locker yep. room. And the day after, like, <laughs> Payne is the type of coach where this is the type of coach Payne is. 
I feel good about myself. And, you know, I'm on top of the world. I come into practice the next day. Pay work. He goes, Ray, I <clears throat> we're six for eight right. in the first half. It's a game, eight for 27. And you only had 24 points. And then he just, just was like, let me for a moment. You know what I mean? So it was <laughs> oh, a <man>. – um, <laughs> That was a great, a great moment for the program. I would say too. It also showed us what type of level we could play. I think those moments, Michigan game, certain things that happened in Mackey and those last, last two, I, I think were really big, just in shapes of just, just kind of like program shifters. Yeah, um, absolutely agree uh, with that. And, you know, it was, um, you know, talking about you going off and hitting all those threes. It was great to not only see you hit all those, but man, Mackie exploded. Oh my God. That guy, yeah, you know, the place I, was insane. just absolutely insane. I love the clip that I think Purdue athletics or Purdue basketball made where they show the clip um, from like what it sounded like on TV, you know, when they have all the filters on and everything, and then they rewind it and they, sh they just play what it sounded like in the arena and you can't hear anything. It's so inaudible because it's just so loud. Um, and like, it's really it awesome stuff. How like in that moment, I don't realize how loud it was in there. Cause for me, yeah. the loudest it's ever been, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember, but, but when Manny Harris broke Chris Kramer's nose and, and threw the temp ass, going and then like in your and your guys i was at this clip like the intro where each one was going off against ohio state like that's when like so yeah. like yeah. the game where i was in then stack up to those that i, I cared about yeah well from uh <laughs> from a third party perspective as someone who had season tickets for three years uh you know, so it would have been your junior year, your senior year, and the year after. Um, that was the loudest I heard it get was that that fifth three. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm probably <laughs> be embarrassed to tell you how many times I've gone back and watched that game, but I, I know exactly what you mean on that first play that Michigan State ran. Um, I'm surprised they didn't actually call a foul with how physical you were guarding him, but <laughs> it was very clear that you had watched oh. your film because you just blew up that screen, just completely see, blew look, it up. See, look, I, I tell you, I tell you, before. The, I'm glad you said that because before the game, I went to the ref and I said, "The big move. The only way I can guard this is if I get physical." You can't run back because Paint would always say, "Good decision. You have to make them make a call." And Michigan State, the way they run, they got four bigs normally. They're gonna use all the fouls, and then they will run out of bounds on Michigan State play. Their, their shooters are going to yeah. run. Out out of bounds on the baseline and not supposed to be able to come back in. So I would tell, tell the ref stuff like that, that, little things like that before the game. So when it happened, and I think, um, like, I, they just, just let me, the, they just let me do whatever. I would foul, grab. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So, um, that's awesome. I love, I love hearing those stories from your perspective and just like those little tidbits that I don't think a lot of us fans hear about, um, is, is really, really cool. So, um, and kind of, um, piggybacking off of talking about your senior year, um, in your senior night speech or your senior year speech, you said that it's been a long eight years because you committed to Purdue as a freshman in high school. Um, so tell us about, you know, that process, what immediately drew you per to Purdue and, and, you know, you had four years of being a 
um, being a top, you know, high school player. So what uh, made mm-hmm. it to where, you know, nothing else, nobody else pulled you away from, from Purdue. Kind of talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I started being recruited. Like I look back on it and, and a, a IU assistant of mine. And like, like it was just like that. That's kind of when my recruitment started. just really early three in the eighth grade, whatever. So I, I was being, I guess talk to for a lot of different coaches. Well, like think like my first, like I used to talk to Calvin Sampson was there. That's how young I was. When you think about okay. like the type of age, I, I was and Eric Gordon Senior. Like no, me and Eric Gordon Junior with the same elite camp his senior year. So that's like that was like I was like way young for to what, what was going on. Mm-hmm. I was a, a freshman. It was like I already had, had two years recruited by certain the game a little bit. Paint. Like that week, we had Xavier. We had, had schools lined up, and we committed right, right when we weren't even home yet. We committed. And I think the, um, I always give it to, to, to Paint in a sense. The way he tre- treated his guys, the way he treated a Lewis Jackson, and the way he treated, or like a Robbie Hummel, the way he let the, the way the guys were allowed to be themselves, but also maneuver through Purdue, and then and the way he just was honest to the point where I didn't really talk to Coach Paint that, that much in mm. high school, okay. just because I believed mm. I didn't necessarily have, have said the guys. The guys said with the guys, the group, you know what I mean? Blue Jack and those guys just committed, and it was a thing where coach Owens at the time coach Owens was the guy that recruited phenomenal job checking in and talking to me but I think it just came down to just pure what paint was doing it, this was before or the renovations <laughs> this was old the old office it's no arrogant yeah. there's no partner quarter none of but they had the blueprint and they showed me all <laughs> they told me what was going to happen and this like when right right when this is a bit each one this would be right i committed the same year you Jack committed so i think just believing in the program and then having i went to a elite camp and he told me i could shoot the ball every time i wanted to so stuff like that it was always, uh, <laughs> and, and then also awesome. my brother and sister my brother and sister both graduated from i this was i just did not like for some reason like when I would go see him or take him to college going to Bloomington. I remember one time I threw, threw up in the grocery lot parking lot. It just was something with the town. Something in the air. Yeah. It, it, yeah. No. It was that's bad. funny. I um that's awesome. No, really cool. Uh yeah, that's 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 awesome to to hear and just, you know, yeah, I'm sure seeing guys like Lou Jack and Robbie kind of get to do their own thing was a really um a really cool thing to see and probably probably, you know, pretty enticing um especially, you know, being told that you can shoot the ball uh, you know, whenever that's, that's pretty cool. So, um, you know, we're all big fans of coach painter here. We love what he's done with the program, how he's molded it and built it and con- built it and continue to build upon it. Um and uh, so just from your perspective, you know, what uh, what was it what was it like playing for Coach Painter? You know, what were some of your, um, you know, if you had to pick like a couple of <laughs> favorite moments just with Coach Painter or, um, you know, what 
just talking about what it was like to be uh, to work under him. I would say some of my greatest moments was the sayings, like the paintisms, like, <laughs> like I mean, like, like so the ones that maybe like you and I don't, don't want to <laughs> like he like it may not be okay for today's times, whatever. But he may call a foul against you that you know wasn't a foul, or you may get. Like, <laughs> He not call it or wait you. Sometimes in life you get, you know, you get blanked. You know, I was an adult. That's really happens sometimes. Sometimes in life you get screwed over, and, and like yeah. that or like <laughs> some like saying and stuff like way. I love that. Nobody care. Nobody's gonna finish when you're in the career world. Like things like, like those little things are telling you had to, like. Just saying real life stuff around this, and then also he was the type. If you love basketball, he can get you. He can get Jay. I mean, with Jay Nivey being, I think ninetieth in the country, top five draft pick. If he was ranked top hundred. Yeah, draft, you know what I mean. If you yeah. want to get there, he can get you. I believe Paint really cares about you as a person and as a man. Like growing. You I think that's something like he, him, and my father. Like, I don't think Payne gonna care if you go to the NBA. And I think that's like, if you're gonna go, you guys, he'll put you in position to get there. He's not gonna beg you to come to the gym and work out. You work on <laughs> your game, game, it's fair. If you work on it, if you if you work on, mm -hmm. on it in, in practice, you, you can do it in a game. You know what I mean? You, if you, he's if gonna you give you the tool that you're successful. Exactly. And if you do, and if you, if you, if you respect it back, you just it just goes a long way. So I would say um, uh, true to true to himself, even now in his NIL transfer portal, he's not, he may lose yeah. out on a Nigel Pack, he may lose out, out on another guy, but he's not going that. And I just I've always respected that type of leadership. And then he let and he just steps out the way. So, but uh, I have nothing but. Even to this day, kids over the practice, some kids from my hometown, from our nonprofit, and, and coaching had time to come and just speak and talk and learn about the kids. There's sixth, seventh graders. The guys come take a few pictures with them. So it's little things like that that yeah. just go a long way above. Yeah, that's awesome. Um It's the same. I love that. It's got great. It's got it. Um, it's gotten even. Mm -hmm. I would say since better. The um, it's kind of like when you in a like. Sometimes when you grow old, it's a little bit. You realize what they were saying, but especially mm -hmm. in the field, I'm especially knowing now that. The media game a little, little bit, seeing a little back end what they go through, it's just nothing. Utmost respect. It's a jungle in college basketball right now, and yeah, to be able to not appreciate it, but what Payne is being able to do right now, especially building the wall around the state, the 
Yeah, I think you had um, no, it, it, it was Caleb or Bobby on. I was listening to some of your older way, uh, your podcast. Way listening to him, but just and uh, one of them way. said that they got it's, asked. Uh, it's been Painter was nothing after he got recruited. Like, what's he actually you like when on the team? And he's like, that always got with me. The same guy. Paint with, I mean, you know, he's even the same guy. You recruited you. He's this guy. So. That was and really he cool, and then I, I heard heard you talk about how that. your relationship's so like, gotten even stronger to know that since you still left. Do, do like, it, your way it's, it doesn't change. Winning your way, losing your way, and losing. He would tell us, "I'm just gonna get fired. I'm gonna get last place in Big Ten. He said, I'm just gonna get fired." He said, "I'm get fired." He said, "I, I, I said I will lose every game doing it y'all way." He said, "Y'all way is getting us beat." Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. "But I'll get fired doing it here." He did it his way. We go from last, last place. Second, third, whatever place in the Big Ten. The type of coach he is. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, you know, you talk about um, Painter really instilling the Purdue way in you guys. Whether And, and you know, I love not only just um, skills on the basketball court, but like you talked about those life skills, knowing that not everything is going to go your way. You're going to get hit in the mouth by life. Um, things aren't going to always be called in your favor. Um and so there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, great things that uh, Paint's done instilling in, in all of you guys, it sounds like, from the very beginning, not just in basketball, but in life. And so in talking about the Purdue way, you know, another thing that is the Purdue way is defense. Defense lives here. You were, uh, you know, 2015, 2016 Defensive Player of the Year. You were all Big Ten defensive team twice. Um, so defense <laughs> is is, is uh, huge at Purdue. I mean, we have a turnover counter. Um you know, it's something that, uh, you know, the fans go nuts over turnovers, over five second calls, um, you know, people diving over loose balls. Mackie Arena goes ballistic. So, you know, um, with all that being said yeah. and, and your experience on defense and how just yeah. you were able to shut people down, you know, last year's team kind of struggled uh, on that side a little bit. You know, that was something that was pretty unique for a painter team to, to struggle so um, as much as they did, I should say, on defense. Um, so what were kind of your takes on, you know, last year's team? And, um, you know, how do you how do you feel like you see it improving this year? Well, I'm going to be a little more. They sucked on defense last year. <laughs> it wasn't a struggle. They sucked. They didn't, they didn't guard away from the ball. One or two screens, it was over with. If you just ran off of a down screen, Screen and then another screen, you got to open the shot. It felt like so. Yeah, I mean, watching it was a lot of um, and they had great talent, but I, I think they're um, uh, I would say their defensive production didn't master defensive talent. We basically what they could do. I think they were better right. defensively than what they showed. I think they had guys that knew who they were a certain amount of minutes, no matter what. Like there's once you get to the point where and no matter what those certain guys are going to do whatever they want in a sense yeah. so i know you're of a hooper that's just the nature of that's just the nature of the game and you just you right take something when you got guys that aren't giving maximum effort defensively every play especially it just bleeds down to the rest of the team <laughs> because mm-hmm. there's no reason that eric is in the way he finished the season defensively when he's a leader, Travion could have been better on ball screen, been better away from the ball. Sasha could have been a better away from the ball. It just was things that have anybody in there telling them let's lock up. That's, that's what I said about last year's team. You kind of need somebody. Sometimes you need a Kramer. You need somebody that's just 
I'm a, I'm a do this. I'm a play D. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had no jail guys yeah. growing role. You, you had, and I think Purdue feels spoiled because you think about. I think I did it the last like ten years. I think maybe six or seven defensive player of the year. I think Kramer won two. Juwan won. Myself, a jail was on all defensive team. You had guys every single year, and then this year it just a row. And I think this this year now, I think that's what will make this team a little more. Is that you don't play hard, you just gonna come out. Somebody right. on this team that is gonna play outside of Zach, like right. This, this everybody has somebody that can come in. I think that's gonna. Um, demand the guys that are in, and the younger guys are going to have to prove themselves so they're going to have to play. I don't think there was a, a commitment to playing hard last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's a good point. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's a really good point. So, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. Chris? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I am up, apparently. Um, so, kind of talking about some of your experiences while uh while at purdue and stuff like that we're going to kind of talk a little bit about the ncaa tournament a little bit just kind of mm -hmm. like what's it uh what's it like just the the vibe i mean i know from a fan's perspective everybody's juiced up they've got eight tvs going with 10 different games at one time and um just kind of what's your favorite moment and then on the opposite side of the spectrum um kind of mm -hmm. what's the locker room life after a loss like i know it's i know it's got to be I know uh, the stat tank and I were talking pre pre pod that, you know, it's tough watching guys lose in the tournament because everybody's really emotional. You know, it's the end of that season. Um, I can only imagine it's tenfold for you guys in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, it's to the point where, I mean, this probably was like two or this before yeah. my daughter was born. So this is about three or four. Got on a plane. I saw a guy with a Little Rock, Arkansas hoodie on and I got off. It's that, yeah. Like it was that serious. That's a true story. Yeah. It was that yeah. serious. Like it, it just hadn't went away yet. I think even now to the point where I drive from Atlanta, to Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, or Fort Wayne to Atlanta all the time. And every time I pass a Yum Center, I think about every single time. There's not been a game. There's yeah. not been a time go where I've driven past it and not that little layup that just circled around the rim. And just drop. Yeah. So it's um, we're lost. I couldn't explain it because I, I remember. I know. I think after my junior year, after Cincinnati, by myself. I think both times I ended up by myself due to me. I don't think I did media or anything like that. I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't say. Hey, but it is um, especially after that junior year. That junior year hurt because uh, we were. I think we were picked to be like eleven for twelfth in the league, and we ended yeah. up going. Kentucky next and then um we had it just was a it just was mm. one of those games like we mm. had the next year our Little Rock Arkansas was mm. more just like a raveling it was just more kind of like what is going on we kind of it just was like it, how Vince felt when he just kind of like surreal yeah like when they, like everybody yeah. just kind of like every kind of even mm. this may sound nuts but you can kind of even feel it. This is the Cinderella thing, like yeah. This is yeah like, because we were up, best player. He hadn't scored to half, and then he just went off. 
a moment. And so we, I never won a game, but the, I guess the atmosphere is get back there. To, I, I mean, to be, I mean, I played in the CBI. It's the last place in the league to the NCAA yeah. tournament. So that feeling, that yeah. they're a massive feeling. Yeah, I think, I think mm-hmm. sometimes I think the guys could get spoiled with it. When you have something like that, it's um being in that moment, being, it's definitely the best tournament, best environment going to as a basketball player. I still have my yeah. you get a watch. I still have my watches or whatever. Oh, my cool. kids see my watch, oh, watches cool. and bunch. It's a whole yeah. whole bunch of um the whole week and the whole experience, even the trip out with this and all of that stuff, you get to really, really interact and I, I think yeah. it's um, it, it's it's big. Win or lose, you're gonna remember, remember it forever. Yeah, very cool. Um, so kind of what we see on tr- Twitter, and then all of us here are married. Most of us have kids, and just seeing your kind of schedule be being a father, working with Purdue, doing your basketball camps, and um, even working with BTN. Just kind of tell us like the life balance a little bit, kind of away from the basketball talk, and just talk about Rady, the the dad, and the the man living the life. Yeah, I would say my wife. I call her the CEO of our family. Like my <laughs> wife, I call her. I call her. I love the, that. I call her. She runs the like the, the found like the stuff with the foundation as far as like the back behind the Instagram. Like, like you guys are aware, we have a three year old and a six month year old. And very cool. I, I call her the CEO of the family. And then um. <laughs> Awesome. My in-laws, my in-laws, team minutes down the road, same road, you just go make a left. So it's like, so it's, um, and cause it is a lot. We, I, I, like I, mm-hmm. I'm on a flight tomorrow. So it's like, I travel a week up to be, um, whether it be down to Atlanta and I'm going to Fort Wayne or the season. So, so, I mean, I would say she. The question would be better for like I'm on a, when I'm working, I'm working. But if I'm working, I'm when I'm here. When I'm at home, that's why I try to do like stuff at nighttime. I try to be extremely day. So when I'm at, like you will know if, if I'm working because you'll see me on Twitter. You'll see me talking. Whatever. Yeah. Right. I see you at five thirty in the morning on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, if there's days where I'm working, you're gonna know. Normally alone a little bit, but then whatever. When I'm with my family, I'm totally locked in doing family stuff all day. So for oh, me, it's like awesome. One, I'm like two extremes. It's either I'm wise, like I said, my wife is like my CEO, mm. so it's like like she's my boss. So everything yeah, absolutely. Away, whatever, it just it makes it it just flows. It flows. It flows good. Yeah. It was actually when it, during Big Ten season, she, my wife was pregnant. So that was getting through that. Yeah, I, I was. I think I only slept in my bed maybe three nights. So <laughs> once we got through that, it's kind of like we get through, yeah. through anything. So <laughs> everything else is easy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's a big supporter. She believes in, in um, one thing. She believes in what I'm doing and what we're doing Good. and what she believes in uh, everything that. Uh, we're getting involved. It's been great to uh, have it. Good, good. 
Um, and then kind of, you know, it's been fun seeing like you and Robbie and stuff announce games and, and work with awesome. BTN and uh, Robbie with ESPN and stuff like that. Um, how hard is it like when you're calling a game not to like to try and work to be not biased towards Purdue, if that makes sense? Like do you, how how much do you have to keep yourself in check while you're announcing those uh, games? First of all, it was, it was tough because like you calling a guy by their first name and, and you're just like, <laughs> like first time so, yeah exactly so it's like some of those got the kings but like guys like mm -hmm. robbie is a great example because he cares sometimes yeah. he can come off as like like against purdue and like because i've been say. <laughs> last year we will call some games from the studio so sometimes mm -hmm. i will rob is actually called in a game and awesome. then you're actually running to each other at halftime and he's able to um, um frustrations about out there the air so it's just kind of sometimes this is the way where he's being on purdue so much that purdue fans think but <laughs> i think i think that it's like a fine yeah. you know about I, I would say for me it was the more i knew about the other team be familiar with the other team and give you talk stuff to talk about them because you know so much <laughs> about Purdue. You could talk, right. talk I about, I think, you know, yeah. think about the other team. Trying to level yeah. that out. Yeah, like being able to like with something with um, Coach Cunningham. He played at Purdue, so there were certain things that I knew talk mm -hmm. to that even though they were losing the game. Yeah, it just was still more yeah. of a normal <laughs> conference Purdue, but it's, it's definitely yeah. tough because like Eric. Eric Eric Hunter is my little cousin, so it be not be hard on him during the game when right. I want to be. Like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> no, no you don't want to offend anybody's family. And right, right. Just that. So be honest. And paint. One thing I would say, paint is good at, and that he teaches all the guys is basketball. Teaching how to call. Yeah, great. I was. We, we've been there. Yeah, Robbie to. Even hearing the way he, he coaches, DJ Bird, all these guys, is you hear a little bit of straight. Good, good, good foundation, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good point and then when you know when you, you like rob lived with paint every he was oh yeah he was there every day he was on staff my senior year so he was there every day so he played obviously so, so when you know what's the be going mm -hmm. on and you know certain you just sometimes it does sound a little harsh to someone that doesn't necessarily know what you know but if I will say, if there's somebody that wants Purdue, I don't know if there's anybody bigger than Robbie Humble. That's what I'll say. Just being around yeah. him, kind of like, because he, he came into the program mm -hmm. at a bad, bad time, too. So, yep. it's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't um, talk like that. Yeah, I think Robbie, but it's almost like I would say a lot he calls of it, it still like is kind of extra critical because he expects his legacy. more. 
because he's part I of think the program. it all just he's, you know kind of falls so it's, back it's like baby being hard on your kids or being hard on your family like just, you expect more yeah. but then people outside go man why are you mad at your brother why are you hating on your brother and it's like no i just expect more from him you know so, so yeah definitely Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think with Purdue, I think one good thing about that, when you look around the league, the guard positions aren't that strong. There's just yeah. a yeah. lot of guys you will point to that would say, Yeah, so um, I'm going to kind of steal uh, one of your phrases here and, and you that's come back a lot about your experience and um, your, so your that uh, helps firsthand one. experiences. And then and I'm going to try to ask a few I questions like it, for me. Not, just speaking about, <laughs> so, just um, about just on your expertise outside and looking Brady. in and, you know, the current team and the current big team. I think it comes, you know, down, what do you see as far as the struggles this year? You know, obviously it looks like our strength is going to be the front court. And Dakota, you know, Eady, you know, who knows what he can did, do if he gets 30 minutes half of his You know, Mason Gill stepped up for us. Caleb Purse had an up and down, but game, I think a pretty good freshman year. And, and then like TKR is going to come in, and, and, and he was so as highly touted as well. So I think the question is just for our one through three spots. How do you see that working out? How do you think, you know, the new guys coming in, the freshmen? I don't want to put too much You know, obviously the transfers as well, how that's going to work out. The defensive team, his junior, senior year. Year especially, I think he. I mean, maybe the sophomore year, I figure it out. I mean, he's like six one, one with a six five mm-hmm. wingspan. He, he's mm. he's the type like he. I I asked him. I asked him. I remember this summer. I asked him. I said, "Yo, yo how everybody's telling you that y'all need a point guard?" And I asked him, yeah. "Point guard?" And he didn't like it. He did not like it. And <laughs> That's awesome. He didn't like it. With a little chip on his shoulder, he's like he's like I said, he's just a tough kid, not like a. But I, I think about the upper class, I mean, like Ethan is a good defender. Ethan knows how to play basketball, can pass it, shoot it. Yeah. I think he's going to have a step mm-hmm. forward in this in this progression. I think if he um if he, if he can just if they can figure out a way to beat offensively throughout through the um through the System, I think that would help him because he has defensively that can really help him. I think offensively, piecing it together and back into the flow of it without forcing it, not trying to get it all back, back in one game. I think mm-hmm. that'll right. time. But I don't, I think like this reminds me of, like I said, group like this, where I think back to my junior year, mm-hmm. it was they have the, the big man with AJ Hammonds, they don't have any guard. <clears throat> and I was mm-hmm. a guard today. Had to answer those questions. Like, at me, same question you asked me, and I'm a guard at the time on the team. So I get having that locker room, but in the Big Ten, it's a make shots league, and the guys mm-hmm. they do have le- lesser value, but 
they're forty percent three point shooters. They can make shots and fence. And everybody can do it. And I yeah. feel like having that having that spread out amongst that team where you're not relying on one dude to do everything, I think right. is gonna be huge. Exactly. Then I, I like a plug and chug system. Mm-hmm. Like more uh, you got a shooter, you got a slasher, you got a point guard. Nobody's really gonna average more than three three or four assists. Like it's not like the yeah. point guard that normally flows, paints yelling right. and move. It's something where any you know how to play that in that system. Yeah. Uh, in any in any given order, this, this is no particular order. I will go. I, yeah. Iowa, IU, Purdue. Iowa, IU. I'm put um after watching Michigan State play tonight, man. I'm just no. I go Michigan, and then um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iowa, IU play. I will go Illinois in there. I would have. Before tonight, I would have put Michigan State in there, but they just – I know you look at the – I didn't look at it. Was Michigan State rough? No, I mean, they were down at half by six. The lead in the game. They didn't take the lead yeah. in the game. 11 or 12 minutes. Then, you know, just kind of how you just pull away. Yeah. But they right. didn't really – So, um, obviously, we dropped away. off a little I mean, bit on the radar. They won based on talent, sense. not on – Yeah, they didn't the guys they who lost, game until the five, you know, Obviously, Jane getting drafted, Trevion leaving, Maybe couple transfers. Maybe the mark. Um, like where do you have Ouch. us in the Big Ten, and, oh, and was, who's the top was, five if we're not ugly. in it? Like, it was a Where do you see bad. that kind of – For, for great, like, they're going to – they could win the a, a low Division One conference. Yeah. But that ties me a little bit from Michigan State to effort. But I think they're going to figure some things out. I don't know. I put Illinois in there right now. I don't. I'm not as high on Illinois as everybody else. Cause it's the first time I guess I talk about it. But I don't. I don't trust that Coleman Hawkins is going to go from five. He, he has a skill level and a talent. He could, could do it. But but once the Big Ten season physicality started, he ended up seeing six seven minutes a game. And yeah. Brad Underwood is that that just thrives wow. on toughness. And I don't, I, I don't know. When you look at Matthew Mayer, yeah, yeah, I don't, I just don't know. I just don't know. And then mm-hmm. Mayer, he seemed like just he seemed like a star recruit, not a system recruit. Yeah, exactly. And like, like the the transfers they got mm-hmm. coming in, I don't see level. Just it isn't. When you look at guys and they say, "Oh, this is gonna be their best, best player," they mm-hmm. didn't stay in school. Well, this guy had twenty in one game, game and two the next, and four. For the next and mm-hmm. and I was that player at one time too. I kind of it's tough for you to, to go for one guy, and they're going to want that from Terrence and I think he has a talent to do it, but again, consistent mayor, mayor engaged. Sometimes he can get dis- disengaged with that Baylor. Mm-hmm. I think offensively they struggle. Their exhibition game it had a moment mm-hmm. where they struggle. So I think about an Iowa team. I think. I- Iowa could win the league. I think they're tough with their wings. I think I don't understand how guys. I don't know. I don't know how guys rank teams, but I would the the front when you have an All American, it gives you a chance. 
And then Mason is a 40, 50, 90 yard. I think with Caleb first, they have the, I mean, I think they have the best four man. We look, and I think it makes shots around. They make shots around them. They don't turn the ball all over crazy. They're going to get it. Well, you could throw the glass. You can give yourself a chance. I think Indiana is going to come. I just don't. But Indiana is just. Even when watching the exhibition game, Race Thompson makes makes three threes, but it's consistently. Shapino is more of a player than he is a shooter. I don't know. Their shooting is going to match up to what their need around Trey. So I think if I had to choose three that we narrow it down to for the Big Ten championship, yeah. I would go Purdue IE. Okay. And I will I will give I will give the the stat tank uh, a little bit of credit on this one. Um because we've kind of had this conversation that IU's never lacked talent. Um, but I think it's definitely IU, there's so much power or or uh light shining on them at this point it's kind mm-hmm. of a show me Easy. yeah kind of they i mean they just gotta do I, they just gotta do it i mean and i think i think it's starting to go to the head a little bit i think um i think they're starting i mean mm-hmm. they've um they've shut down being able to go to practices media wise or whatever i think the bill uh, focus wow. on i think now the guys because with that too with a camp it's like I to it, you can get engulfed in it real quick. And it happened back, back when it with Yogi and those dudes. It got mm-hmm. ugly quick. So I think um I think this year would be a big showing three they had with those, those guys there with where you look back to the Northwestern game, you couldn't they got go mm-hmm. being you know, they get suspended. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see who's gonna to I think yeah. stuff like that. Stuff like that really matters. Like chemistry that matters on the team. And oh yeah, I haven't got in there and done it. I think that's why I will be um, a little bit better than uh, Michigan yeah. or. Yep. Russ. I had to put some money on. If I had to, if a gun was to my head, <laughs> I would probably North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. That yeah. team is nasty with all everything they've got coming back. That point guard is crazy. He was really good last year, and yeah, I think like I think I think even like Pete Nance. Pete Nance is gonna be better at the four. Having to bang, mm-hmm. worry about getting fouls. I think he'll shoot it better. I think he. I think. I, mean, I would say North yeah. Carolina. But if, if I had to pick a Big Ten team, picking the Big Ten, I'm a strong believer that the Big Ten is recruited mm-hmm. to win the Big Ten, not to win a national championship. And games in the Big Ten, you have to compete. Mm-hmm. You have to recruit and recruit at a, a type of. A um. So you, you like, see where those top three teams like being a national contender as well, or maybe all three season, here, if not. Who do you, who's your early like national tournament title pick? Like, but because they weren't money in Vegas right now, be a big, like the big would it be? Like that's why Michigan was struggled in the Big Ten, but then sixteen <laughs> stuff. I would say I think Purdue yeah. could get there. It, just being on point guard play, I think I you 
one you say. I think IU has to be in that conversation because they have all American come down to shooting. I think Illinois by that time, by that that time, I think if I'm picking Big Ten teams, I think Illinois could inch their way in there because of their wing play. We have a strong wings, and if they're point Sky Clark, if he comes to play, I just worry about them rebound because having 12 rebounds in a Big Ten game uh, consistently. Mm. I, think, um, yeah. I think that's tough this year because there's so many, many question marks across. So, I don't know. But I think every country, I think it's one of those years across the country where it's wide open. I feel like parity from top to bottom is going to be pretty close. I mean, yeah. probably outside maybe one, two, three, probably four to – 35 is going to be kind of close. Any given team will lose any given night, and I think that's been kind of the trend the last 10 years. But yep. I think mm Was rigged. I want to read out. Dang. Yeah, he rigged it. Don't let him talk to you like that. He rigged yeah. it from the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go different because this that's a lot of guys. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna give you you five Hades era to play against five guys. Yeah. I take them coach so uh, paint era. Okay, my last question okay. kind of stems from I like it. hearing you talk um, about it on your pods, and uh, we also had um, on our last episode we all drafted our yeah, all time not all time KD. but so okay I will basically go, 1990 um, and on Troy top Lewis. five starting five for yeah. So, I, I luckily I ran away uh, with the Steve pole. Um, I somehow ended up with Big Dog and, Wait, and Jaden and JJ, eight. and I got Brian Cardinal. Conzo, and, uh, I need a leader. Um, That's four. Who else did I end up with? Uh, Blue Jack Bad is Miller. my point. So, okay. Yeah. Hey, okay. they passed on some dudes, and I got a, I got a really, take really those stacked five starting games. five. But... Yes. I'm going to go eat <laughs> But uh, what's, what's your, like, if you pick from 90 hey. on, what's your starting five? And if you want to make it a little more interesting, and four guys that you'd want to play with. If any of put yourself anywhere on yeah. the floor, but pick any four guys around you who you're going to have around you. Playing this one, I don't know if I put myself in these games, but I'm going to play in this game. I'm putting myself <laughs> in this game. Yes, sir. I love it. Uh, this one's tough because you also got to okay. try and win the okay. game. Right yeah, now. right. Because I don't know yeah. if each one could play with certain guys. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. there's some type of uh flow and continuity that has to be there too. I'm going Dakota. It was Dakota or okay. Klein. Mm -hmm. It was Dakota or Klein. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, Brad Miller. Yep. I'm guarding big dog. Okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Love it. Lewis, I will put Dakota on Conzo. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go big. I'm gonna go AJ. AJ goes to Steve Scheffler. 
and I'm going to go Jawan and Brad Miller. You love thought it. about this, dude. I love it. Oh, yeah. We're going awesome. to win that game. Oh, Russ, cool. uh, Russ got well, his answer and left. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, Ray, uh, we don't want to take up too much more of your time, man. We've asked you a lot of questions, um, but, man, we really appreciate you coming on. This was a blast. Yes. Um, we've all so loved getting to hear your <laughs> side of things, talking about those little tidbits that maybe, like, you know, the media doesn't get to hear or maybe just Purdue fans, just your, you know, from the player's side. Um, is really cool, man, and just the stories that you've shared. So we really appreciate your time and just want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, no, no, no problem. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on okay. anytime. And so are you going to try? Are you going to be trying to lock up Troy Lewis or, or Kwan? I'll just be chilling like this. So, so just let me know. Awesome. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you so much. Man. Appreciate you. Thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate it. Big dog. Okay, let's go. All right. All right. Russ, Russ might be making his return. Let's see. Drum roll. Well, why don't we go ahead and uh, wrap up with our Iowa predictions, and maybe through that we can kind of talk about Iowa a bit. How's that sound? Yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll just go ahead and start us off. Um, yeah. So uh, I think the first quarter is going to be a big component into this game. I know that we've been a fourth quarter team, but I think the way that this game starts is going to be really important. Um, um, but with the, you know, uh, with Iowa's offensive struggles, um, even though our defense is definitely hurting right now in terms of depth, um, I still think that we can pull it away. Um, so I'm going to go with like a, a 31 20, um, cause I think that, you know, our defense is still going to struggle a little bit, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a 31 20 Purdue. Yeah, I was going to say probably, I think, uh, I think Maccabee has another hundred yard rushing game. Um, I think that we kind of solidified a, the the run a little bit because um, Frank and his amazing uh, stat work here shows that uh, they're the number one coverage team in D1. Um, so I think that we um, we throw the ball effective. I could see almost like a quick short game style of a passing game where like Aiden might throw 45 passes and he averages eight yard pass, you know, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, just enough to keep it honest, some chucks downfield. But I think Maccabee and I think Dylan's supposed to be back this week, if I remember, if I heard that correctly. Um, Last update think, was, yeah, he'll, he'll yeah, be back. Yeah, I think week. those two, I mean, look at some of the teams we've ran against in Maccabee's three 100-yard uh, rushing games. They've been against pretty good defenses. So um, that said, I think it's kind of in that same boat, like 31-14, 35-20, 35 17 somewhere in that kind of area i think it's close probably through like the third quarter and then purdue kind of runs away you guys are predicting a lot of points against the second best defense uh in d1 so uh to kind of run through what iowa's done they're holding their opponents to four yards per play which is third in d1 uh 2.8 rushing yards allowed per carry that's very good for third in d1 uh 5.6 pass yards allowed which is also good for third in d1 that is slightly skewed, though. Um, and they had some early games where they really beat up on some bad teams <laughs> defensively. Um, they do have a lot of depth on defense. Um, they're, they're Probably their strength is their linebacking core. I mean, they're just rotating great players in with great players. Uh, on the offensive side, not much to say. Uh, they're the second or third worst offense in D1 right now. Um, I think one there, there's one major question uh, to be asked about this game, and that's uh, – how healthy is our secondary? We know Chris Jefferson's not coming back. Um, as of today, Jamari and Corey still have not practiced. Uh, that being said, 
Iowa's best receiver, no surprise, is a tight end. Uh, he's really good at catching passes across the middle. He's not very fast, so I think we can have our linebackers cover him. Um, I think with a if one of those two guys play, uh, I predict a pretty win, but I'm thinking something along the lines of 17-10. Um, I think this defense is so good. We're still not 100% health-wise, uh, but I think that uh, given all that, we can still pull out the W. Be really curious to see how our offense fares against such a highly touted defense as well. But um, if neither of those guys play, I actually um, think it'll be something more like 10-7. I, I will I, say, I, wasn't their defense highly touted last year? Yeah, their defense was highly touted last year. Uh, we also had uh, had a second-round pick in David Bell. Right, and um, probably <laughs> like a third-round pick in Charlie Jones, but whatever. What, what's, what's interesting when you look at um, Iowa – is they are much worse at catching the ball against zone coverage than they are man. So I wonder, yeah, that's it's it's, it's it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see all their numbers drop against man coverage. Is it so, like a considerable drop or? Uh, yeah, yeah, considerable. I that's, think like like um, I'm I've been looking more at you know yards per catch, yards per target yeah. versus you know yards per game because that's very yeah. subjective to how many passes and whatnot. But right. everything drops. Everything drops yeah. when you look at zone versus man. Um, so I'll be curious to see if we increase. And I'll say that I picked a little bit of a higher score uh, for Purdue just because I think we just get a lot of possessions because their offense is so bad. Yeah. Well, they the biggest thing is we've been sitting and letting that loss against Wisconsin sting for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they just won. So I think from a yep. you know, mindset. What, hey, and what we say after the Wisconsin game? I'd hate to be Iowa. I'd hate to be Iowa right now. Yep. So, um, you know, just a brief uh, kind of a, a summary on how Spencer Petrus is doing. It's his worst season he's ever had. Shocker. Uh, three touchdowns, five interceptions, passer rating of 67. Um, likes to throw the ball short. Not very, very, um, very many passes behind the line of scrimmage. Only 15 behind the line of scrimmage and only 20 beyond the 20-yard line. So they really love the short passes across the middle. Not great at running the ball. They kind of have a two-headed uh, monster at running back, but neither are extremely uh, effective at running the ball. So it's going to be a really interesting game. I, I one thing is for sure is it's it's going to be weird. But they are they are one of the best defenses at uh, forcing turnovers. So our big keys to winning are I think to play zone a little bit more than we have in the past and to not turn the ball over. Yeah. Um, I think that if we can take care of the ball, play zone. Um, I definitely think we get defensive points. Defensive points, yeah, a nice a nice pick six would be great. Yeah, um, but I, I think I, I think if we can take care of the ball, steal a couple possessions, and uh, get some of that Brom trick play we're used to, uh, we can we can pull out the W. Yeah. So, uh, Russ, since you've returned, why don't you uh, go ahead and share your prediction for Iowa this weekend? Yeah, so um, you know I expect it to be a very good game again we're used to, um, but you know Iowa seemed to under the Brom era, especially, is get locked into these back and forth. Who's going to have the ball last, last is going to win kind of battles. And I think that's what we're in store for here. I think that you could see the game start pretty slow. I think both sides are going to try to establish the run and run the ball because I would, that's what they prefer to do. And I think that. All right. Okay. Well, what a cliffhanger. Yeah, he's um, gone. Yeah. <laughs> and he's back. I think, uh, you know, Go ahead, Russ. Just continue where you left off. Okay. Well, I don't know where I left off. 
so yeah, I think both sides are going to establish a run early, but then I think that you know you could see a real basketball game break out in the second half, and it's going to come down to you know who has the ball last to hit that last field goal or, or punch it in at the end to win the game. And I think that you know with the home crowd, I'd give us the edge. You know that's normally what you do if the game's a pick 'em. You you kind of ride with the home team, and luckily we're the home team this week. So I think that you're going to see something like a 31-28, 34-31 kind of finish um i know that early this season iowa didn't score the ball but but they're figuring some things out there and you know i think that that's what's going to end up happening you might see like a halftime score of like 10 to 7 and then end up being you know in the low 30s high 20s so well and we we are seeing them coming off of their best best offensive performance of the season so yeah i guess northwestern yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe not i mean they they've they they played better against northwestern they did some some pretty guys indiana state on. beat northern alabama by three in overtime okay well and i think uh you know when when looking at iowa on paper, they're, they're, they're by far their biggest weakness is their offensive line, particularly in pass blocking. They're actually ranked as the second worst pass protection team, uh, according to PFF. All of the uh, sacks. About one out of 10 of their passes results in a sack, and one out of three Jeez. pressures uh, results in a sack. Total 93 pressures given up this season. So um, what's That's interesting, incredible. though, is that when when Petrus has time, he's actually better on passes where he has two and a half seconds or more to throw the ball. Is he though? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's and, a quarterback the, that's better with more time vast, to pass the ball. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but the vast um, the vast majority of their sacks allowed come from the right tackle position. Um, so they're really weak at that position. They don't so have Jack Sullivan's going to be lining up on the right. Uh, well, I mean, uh, we we shuffle our uh, our D line around. Well, yeah, that's thing. true. I was One thinking time uh, it could be. Jack Sullivan. The next time it could be someone else. Yeah, I was thinking Branson Dean's <laughs> going to get some uh, get some yeah. pressure. Maybe yeah. maybe Jalen Graham as well, or maybe we uh, we see Yanni out there. Who knows? But, um, yeah, yeah we could see more pressure coming. Yeah. Yep. Well. Cool. Damon, do you want to do the honors? Yeah. Um, thank you guys for all coming out tonight. Uh, thank you for tuning into the Boiler Express podcast. This was a really fun one. Um, episode 10, we got to have Rafael Davis join us, which was a blast. Um, just getting to hear about his experiences. And, um, you know, he was such a pivotal part of that early 2010s Purdue squad and really turning things around, um, which is just, you know, so really, really cool. We were all honored to have him on here tonight and get to talk to him and ask him lots of questions and just pick his brain about everything. Um, and yeah, we're going to, uh, you know, hopefully pull out uh, a win against Iowa this week and just march on towards Indy. That's the focus. Um, I know these guys take it one game at a time, but us as fans, we don't have to do that. We can just look on to um, December and, and Indy. And so that's what we're hoping for. Um, so yeah, uh, beat the Hawkeyes, go Boilers. Also, real quick, sorry, I, this just came across Twitter. How some metrics has us ranked 20 in his preseason poll based on his metrics. Okay. Basketball, right? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. That'd be a really, really, yeah, really I mean, preseason football poll. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Just making sure. I know they're ridiculous, but damn. Just uh, making sure. Sorry. I had to interrupt there real quick because I wanted to throw that. No, yeah. It's fine. I just threw off the entire flow of it all. But, anyways, I'm just kidding. But, like I was saying, guys, thank you all for coming out. We appreciate it. Um, and if you're listening to this afterwards, um, you know, recording on your way to work or anything like that, we appreciate you listening, checking us out. Um, we also have uh, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify now, which is great. Um, and we're on we're we're on Restream as well. So check us out on any of those platforms and uh, we hope to see you guys in the next one. Yes, sir. Boiler up. Boiler up. Hammer down. <laughs>